0: and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success, and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today?
1: Well, Lloyd, today our show is about the how the psychic realm can help you heal in All of your conflicts and other ways of your life. And we have a wonderful guest. And I don't know if you remember, but in December, we went to the Be Real Management Awards for Radio, and I got a chance to meet Linda Salvin, who's wonderful. We actually were interviewed at the same time, and we're, you know, in the booth on the phone with our little earphones on together. So we got to meet, which was fun. And so I asked Linda if she wanted to come on the show because she's done so much radio and so many great things. She has all sorts of degrees, but she is now really an incredible psychic. Um, she's a renowned psychic, and she's a metaphysical healer and a channeler. And she's going to tell you how she got to be like that after surviving some terrible accidents and having, you know, near-death experiences. What that changed her life. And she holds a master's degree in public health, and she hosts her own national broadcast show. She's just had shows for radio for a long time. So it's kind of fun to have another radio host. So we kind of can commensurate about that as well. But there's so much that I could tell you about her, but I really want to spend time talking to her instead. So if you go to K-U-C-I dot I'm sorry, if you go to conflicthealing.com, you'll see her picture, her bio, and this book called Chop Liver. And she's a co-author in this and it's called Chop Liver for the Family Spirit. And uh, it's great. There's a a, a wonderful little uh, chapter that she wrote called The White Butterfly that I read. And it's it's incredible. And um, butterflies are very special to me, too. So we can talk about that with her. But thank you so much, Linda, for joining us. Thank you very
0: much. I've been looking forward to this and here we are. And um, it's a pleasure. And yes, we did meet in the radio booth. <laughs> it was fun. So let's talk about
1: your your fascinating experience, how you became a psychic. You weren't just you didn't know you were a psychic when you were young. So why don't you tell the story? It's amazing. And this is the story that that actually is in the book
0: too. Right. Thank you, Mari. I, I survived a commercial airline plane crash at John Wayne Airport, not too far from Irvine back in nineteen eighty one. February 17th, 1981. And as I came down the ramp, I had an out-of-body experience and I was um, left feeling 50 feet above my body for four to six months. It was a long time before I was back into what I call a normal state of being. But um, I believe everybody's intuitive, but not everybody's psychic. And I didn't know what was happening to me at the time. I was 4 years out of graduate school from the University of Michigan with my master's in public health epidemiology and I was doing environmental health consulting for an insurance company at the time very left brain very diagnostic very scientific and here we are 30 some odd years later and I've become as you said a well world renowned psychic healer and medium I became psychic that day not knowing what was happening to me, but it took about six years to integrate and start healing, to become whole again. And during that time, I was hit by a fire truck, had another out-of-body experience, and then uh, two years after that, coming in in 1984, I totaled a car and had the white light experience, and I was given the choice to live or die. So I have seen the light. I have seen that there's a split between the physical world, as we know it, and the spiritual world. And with a scientific background, Mari, I would never have believed it had I not experienced it.
1: Exactly, and you were the perfect person that uh, that Spirit chose just no, for this. No, they chose
0: me, all right. And you're one of the few that understand. They chose me. I didn't go after it.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, we're going to give you this first experience with this plane crash. Okay, that wasn't enough. Okay, now we're going to give you another one with this fire truck. That isn't enough. Okay, we're finally going to do another one where you get this white yeah, light. Yeah, and there. I still
0: haven't done what the message was, believe it or not. I'm still on a different path than, than what the message was from the plane crash and the uh, totaling the car. So I'm kind of Putting it off, I think, till the end because I, the longer I, I put it off, maybe the longer I'll live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so, can you share that message? What no, I'd rather that? not. Oh, okay, okay. I just
0: didn't know. It if you deals might... with the music industry. Okay, all it right. deals with the music industry. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's about performing and writing my songs and all that. But um, I don't have the connections for the publishers, and then I walked away from two record deals along the way because I didn't understand. And I kept thinking I was, you know, too crazy with all this psychic stuff and spiritual stuff. But at the same time, I was becoming more and more psychic yeah. and um, helping people. And I just grew and yeah. yes, I ended up in radio. And... Yeah. Now it, you, you were saying that.
1: All of us are intuitive, but not all of us are psychic.
0: Correct. There's a difference.
1: Okay, and so you know, um, you know, I've had a lot of psychic experiences, but they're in my dreams, which is uh, interesting. So you
0: get the prophecy of the dreams. Yes, yes.
1: I, I some of the things are not good. Um, you know, uh, like a death or something that that has happened. You know, right. Um, and some of them have been good, but most of them have have not been good things that have. been Everybody
0: psychic. has a different way of receiving, and everybody has a different gift, and that's why I'm saying not everybody's psychic. You may be picking up prophecy and dreams, or some of your angels or guardian angels are talking to you in your dream state, which is where you're getting all the information, Mari, right, right. and they're just preparing you and warning you as to what's about to happen. So you are connected, but you're not supposed to use the Use the gift, quote unquote, as a psychic because you're not getting what I get, yeah, or the real psychics get. But there is prophecy in dream states, absolutely, because you're relaxed,
1: right? You know, it's scary sometimes. Um, I remember I was a little girl. You, you probably can relate to this because you had some. Some it was a little bit scary to you as I read. But um, when I was a little girl, I remember I don't know. I think I was like eight or nine years old, and my parents wanted to go out, and they got me a babysitter. And I didn't know why, but I just knew they shouldn't go. And I never, like, had tantrums like that at that age. But I went totally nuts, and they didn't go. And then they were supposed to go with their friends in their friend's car, and they were going to go to dinner and a movie. And uh, I would not let them go. I just I just would not let them go, and their friends were killed that night.
0: Oh, my God. And did they say something to you, like they knew that they started believing that you knew things? Or they yeah, were they, they
1: got worried, you know, because I, I didn't you know, I didn't know I share those things that I knew that was coming. But, um, but that one I did, because I just felt so, this real strong pull. And um, they just thought that I was weird afterwards. <laughs> yeah. They thought I was weird. And, and then, you know, but my mother told me that I had an aunt that was very psychic. And she said, Oh, you're like your aunt. So I mean, we never really pursued it. And it, it was, it seemed to me, I kind of, push that down because I was scared because I didn't like the things that I was seeing you know so I just I have pushed it out and I don't have it so that's why I was asking you do we all have it and some of us push it down no
0: we don't but you do it's just you're using your gift in a different way and in communication and with law and with helping people and teaching but that there's intuition where you're getting a feel for something but the true psychic hears sees, feels it's empathic um, clairvoyant clairaudient clairsentient um, you may be an open channel and you may be getting certain hits, but if you were to do it on a day-to-day basis and answer people's love life, career, schooling, passing exams, investments, things like that, I no, don't think it's a little different or oh, communicating yeah. with a person that's dead.
1: No, no. I, you know, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, my, my wonderful golden retriever, we had to put him to sleep just, you know, uh, just a, a while ago. And, um, and I, I lit my uh, electronic candle when he died, and it's been going on and on for a long time, which is interesting. And I keep feeling he's like around he's you. around What's me. his name? His name is Rado, and I do feel him around me, Linda. I feel, I, I talked to him in the car. I
0: Was he only 6 or 16? How old no, was he? No, no, no,
1: he was 11. He was 11. What happened
0: at 6? Is that where he started getting sick?
1: No, 8, 8,
0: Something about six was significant, but mm-hmm. um, no, he's still around you very much, and um, you can sometimes hear him barking. You can sometimes even hear him panting, and I think there's even times that you think he's walking through the house because his spirit's still around.
1: Oh, you. Oh yeah, it feels it's it, it's pretty. It feels pretty strong. I don't, I think he's gonna stay around for a while, and then. Well, you're
0: going to get another dog. He's going to bring you another dog. That's
1: what I've been asking him to do. I've yeah, been asking he's going to
0: bring you another dog. It may not be the same breed, but he'll bring you another dog. He loves to run and play. He went across yeah. the Rainbow Bridge without any mm. problems. He's definitely free, and he's happy. He pants mm. a lot. He's a panther this one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And he's a comedian. He, he, really,
1: <laughs> he is a comedian, and he is just inc- I mean, I've had other dogs through my life, and he is just—he's something else. He's, he was more
0: human than dog.
1: He was such an evolved soul. His name means joyful oneness with the divine. That's—it's a mm. so he really was. But anyway, it, it, thank you for telling me that because that just confirms. But there's um, still
0: a number six around it. Do you know his
1: birthday? the 19th of November. So I don't know oh, that's where I have, have to think about. From. I don't yeah. know where the six is
0: coming from.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about your near death experiences. You know, I Which
0: one? Well, whichever one you <laughs> went to that, that was
1: most powerful for
0: you. The plane crash, they were all equally powerful, but the plane crash was the first to begin it. It was a Boeing 737 plane, and we were all supposed to die, but the probability of all of us surviving was 2 billion to 1 because Mm. the plane was taking off and we're coming in for a landing all on the same runway. Oh, God. But uh, we crash landed, and um, it just changed my life because it was the beginning of all this. and, And until I could start to calm down, it was about a year or two, but I got hit by the fire truck in between, and then two years later with the white light, and it was just on and on and on, and I kept moving and moving while all my friends were becoming yuppies, I was becoming psychic. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and um, I finally um, started embracing. I stopped running and stopped doing corporate work and and academic work, and I finally said, all right, God, what do you want me to do? And doors started opening as a psychic, and I ended up on Psychic Friends Network and in the infomercial, and then I got, um, I was chosen out of 365 people to do radio on KBIG, mm-hmm. Here in LA and that's how I got my radio start in nineteen
1: ninety four. Yep. You've been a long time wonderful yeah, host. A lot, yeah, fun. a lot of radio. It's fun. Let's talk about how you heal people. And you know, this this show is called Con- you know prescriptions for healing conflict so when we heal we don't just heal no. in in our body right we no, it's heal. mind and yeah. it's mind and
0: spirit and my I, I have a copyright of like a prescription for your soul so we've got similar um, taglines and what I do people be laying down and through breathing color and words I take them through this little journey that helps you move blocks obstacles negative emotions that are lodged within the cellular structure the bones and the tissues of the body that I find and I've been told that I've helped people in one session that can take three to four years of therapy to get the same result. Mm. I just get in there. The body, like, one of the easiest to explain is diabetes, for example. It's the pancreas, and it doesn't have enough sugar being produced, so people are lacking sweetness in their life. So you look at what's going on spiritually and emotionally. I get into different body parts, whether it's the spleen, the liver, the kidneys, the vaginal area, penis, the brain, the... Rib cage, the breast area, the colon—I mean, there's every single part of the body represents a personal opinion or an emotion, and we stuff it from childhood on up. But sometimes, I mean, there's been rapes, there's been murders, there's been um, any type of violation—just uh, someone who's been betrayed, who's been lied to, who's been cheated on—all of that pain. Yes, I can help release.
1: Yeah. You know, Linda, when I'm in, in a mediation and I have a, you know, unfortunately, I deal with people who are in conflict. That's my job. It's, and I consider myself, I, I used to say I was a healer of conflict, but then I was bringing in such nasty people. I decided uh. to now call myself a magnet of peace. That is my, my new mantra. I'm a magnet of peacemaking. Uh. And I think that's really where I want to be. But I mean, I'm I'm seeing these people that are just so filled with anger and it's yep. hurting them so badly but
0: they don't understand that yet no they don't see, people like you and me who are light workers have a whole different opinion on all of this and we see it and that's why we're doing the work we're doing to help the people that aren't there yet everybody grows on a different level at a different rate
1: yes and and I'm and I'm thinking you know when you were talking about you know how you do the healing it reminded me of like I, le- I read Louise Hay when I've got something let's say I broke my foot in de- in December and it was a, a freak accident while I was snorkeling. People go, how do you, how did you <laughs> ever break your foot when you are snorkeling? It was bizarre. But anyway, I, I I, read, you know, about foot breaking, you know, from Louise Hay. And, mm-hmm, she's uh, fabulous. Yeah. And so that if, if people don't realize, um, you know, if, if they're listening to this, they probably think we're nuts. But the truth is, is that, you know, sometimes we bring these things into our lives so that we can recognize something that we need to recognize. Was it the left
0: foot or the right foot? It was the left. Okay, so the left has to do with the past that you weren't letting go of, stepping Mm. out of your past, and the right side of our body always refers to the um, future. So there was something about the past you weren't ready to step away from, and that's where that comes in. I love it. Because your foot is movement, walking Toward. Left is past. You were stuck in something. Oh. So if you think back to what you had to go through while you were healing those six weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. then it's going to come back to you later. It's like, oh, I get it.
1: Yeah, that's great. You know, the other thing that you reminded me of when you were talking about the, the body and the insulin and everything else and, and you know, the, the light work that you do, it also reminded me of Edgar Cayce.
0: I've been compared to Edgar Cayce many yeah. times, which is quite a compliment. Edgar Cayce, for those that don't know, was considered the sleeping prophet back in the 40s long before all this was quote out of the closet when psychic and metaphysics was just not happening I mean Dr. Carl Jung is the father of metaphysics yeah you know but uh, yeah Edgar Casey would would make prophecy statements through a trance while he was sleeping Yes,
1: yes just amazing but I you know you, you probably kind of get a kick out of this because you would relate to it but when people are very much in conflict, um, and and I know it's going to be a tough mediation. First of all, you know, I send I send healing energy into the room before they get there. And then sometimes, if it's really intense and I could see it in their body, I'll go over and ask them if they wouldn't mind if I put my hands on their shoulders and uh, I do a little Reiki for them. Right, and
0: you send some energy to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, just the just kind of the the soothing energy because I could just see it in their in their body how tensed up they are and what's going on with them. So. Um, that's, I want my audience to understand that this this whole thing of body, mind, and spirit, when you're in conflict, if you are um, kind of, you don't realize that your body is is holding that conflict. Right. And so you have to let go of that, too. Let's talk a little bit about why you develop these wicks of wisdom, spiritual candles, and,
0: and what they do. Well, the, the, after reading people for so many years, I realized that people wanted more answers to their love life, their career, their finances, the bad luck, the negativity, the curses, the divorces, the marriages, their health, and whatever, and I was trained in candle magic at one point, and nothing was happening, and then I met a man who gave me new formulas that had been in his family for many, many years, and it started working, and I was on the radio in 1999, and I went out to the audience I said, okay, you guys, you're not going to believe this, but and I came home to 25 orders. So if people want more money, especially in this recession, people need to help financially. They want to um, pass exams at school, whether it's the MedCAP, the SAT, the um, ACT. I have students all the time who are calling me for help with that because people pass all sorts of exams with the money and success power. What it is, it's three candles. It takes about 15 days to do the work. It's a form of ritual, but it combines uh, spirituality with science so that there's certain formulas, there's fire, there's um essential oils, there's powders, there's parchment paper. There's, it's like you're talking to God, and what's God? God said, let there be light. So that's the flame of the candle. The first time we ever did candle magic was on our birthday when your mom would say, make a wish and blow out your candle. Right, right. Right, but it's it's more involved than that because of, of what goes on for 15 days or so. But what I see with people is thousands and thousands and thousands of testimonials that I have received about people um, finding their soulmate, the mother no longer having cancer, the suicidal attempt from an FBI agent who is so much at peace and loves his work, or, um, I mean, it's too numerous to to even talk. It's all on the website at wow.tvoffer.com and lindasalvin.com. But it helps people participate in their own spiritual healing and their own spiritual activity. I've had people win in Vegas. You're not supposed to really use them for gambling, but it does help with the money, Um, removing blocks and obstacles. I've got a lot. There's legal candles called sweetening judgment. I've never seen anybody lose a case when they use them. Hmm. Um, sometimes we will manipulate the opposing attorney with the good luck power and the judge with the sweetening judgment. It's not a spell. It's not spell work. If it's not meant to be, I don't care if you burn a thousand candles, it's not going to work, but it will accelerate what's already there. and um, Or it brings in the magic, like people go, I really want to meet my soulmate. I want to get married. When am I getting married? It's like that's the hardest question to answer, but I have had people find... Soul mates that are so compatible, I've performed the weddings because I am mm. a minister, and it's fun because they'll burn the candles oh nothing's happening. Oh you're not going to believe what just happened, you know yeah. so uh it's all part of what I do as a um like an upsell okay, people call me, they've got this this and that issue, and I'll say, okay, you would benefit most with blah 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 as a prescription for your soul, yeah. and there you go, yeah, they can call me about it.
1: Tell me a little bit. You know, the name of your chapter in this in this wonderful book called Chopped Liver is the White Butterfly. Right. So, why don't you tell me about the significance of the butterfly for us?
0: I look at um, God as a butterfly. There's a poem that I think is in the yeah in it's there, at the a, end of the yeah it's in yeah the, called God Are You Real that quickly says God Are You Real and a child whispered God Speak to Me in a meadowlark saying, but the child didn't notice. It goes on with stars yeah. and all sorts. At the very end, it said God touch. He still doesn't believe that there's a God. Most people don't. And um, so the kid says, God, touch me, show me you're real, whereupon God reached down and touched the child, but the child brushed the butterfly away and walked away unknowingly. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much to see in the universe that we don't see because we're too wound up in the technology of life and the, the craziness of life that we forget that the trees are green and the sky is blue and there's butterflies floating around and everything has a meaning. So the butterfly is one of flight, but it's also of transformation. Yeah. And I use it as the, um icon or logo of my uh, website. And I've been reading that poem on the air for over 20 years. And people have sent me butterflies from all over the place. I mean, I've, I said, no more butterflies. No, you know, I've got <laughs> enough. But it's a little wink of God. And that to me is how I teach God, not religion, but spiritual. Because mm-hmm. I'm not about religion at all. I'm all about what goes on in the inner journey and how to improve the outer journey.
1: And you know, I think we are going toward that. There's such a desire for that, for that what you know, that connection with our higher power, that connection with, with spirit, with that inner Christ, whatever you want to call it. There is that that deep desire, you know, when you hear all the horrible things on TV, I can't even stand to watch it, you know? I know. And, and so, I mean, it's, it's such a blessing to, to try and get in touch with that. So a lot of people are afraid of it though, Mari. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid to look inside themselves. Well, how do you help someone? I know that, that, That's one of the things you do is you help people on their spiritual path, which obviously when they get on that spiritual path, then they start to see conflict in a different way and forgiveness in a different way and letting go of the past in a different way. So how do you help people um, to, to on that spiritual path?
0: It depends on where they're at and where they're, what they're suffering from. I have a letter coming in from Ontario, Canada, where there's a woman who wants to commit suicide and her husband had an affair and she's not being nice to her kids. I mean, everything that could be going wrong is going wrong. And she's booking a healing, and I told her I can help her. I said, you're not committing suicide. You're just depressed and you're just overwhelmed and blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to calm her down because people get so overwhelmed with, with negativity and, and life can be very difficult because mm-hmm. we have our bills and we have the, our family and we have education, we have work, we have so much pressure. And like you're saying, even on the news, it's all the negative and the, the media is doing it deliberately to make us nuts. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I turn around and I say, like, I'll, I'll read the butterfly poem or I'll just say, you got to start talking to God. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And I'll say, no, no, you're not even talking to God properly. I'm teaching people how to pray, which is talking to God and meditating which is listening for the answer, um, changing their diet, maybe getting into the meditation tape that comes with the Wicks of Wisdom, maybe um, having them take a course, or sometimes just depending where they are, is just learning that if they ask for something, ask, you shall receive, a lot of what's in the Bible, even though I'm not a Bible thumper, nor have I read the Bible, a lot of some of the statements, though, it's all true. And I have seen through the traumas I've been through and how I found my God, that there is something out there, and I feel like I'm connected, like a bumper car at the pier, where I've got that electrical connection into the heavens. From what I've seen, yes. and I think we're all like little puppets on a chessboard, or we're little, we're the pawns, and God's just moving us around to meet the people we're supposed to, and experience old karma till we get it right. I think we come back to Earth time and time again to get it right and learn lessons, and and eventually the, the goal, and this is what I do with people, is to get them at peace. Like you were talking, even in the, when you're in the mediation, you got to find the peace because we're in this body of tremendous chaos inside us, but it comes from within first and it's not the outside because if you're at peace on the inside, you can handle the outside.
1: And, you know, one of the things that I've been saying lately, you know, as I'm getting older and older and I'm starting to, you know, really look at this and look, you know, because I'm constantly with people who are negative and I have to put up my golden shield and I'm trying to be the peace that I want to see in the world, right? So I I have this thing that I say now to people is when they're telling me the kinds of things that you hear all the time, you know, because I hear about divorce. I'm doing, I do divorce mediation, all the things. People will tell me all these horrible things and I say, did you ever think about what if this was really for you and not to you what if you could believe that this is really for your highest good for your learning for your transformation for all these things because if you look back in your life the older you get the more you realize that those things that were bad had that not but for that happening you wouldn't change to be who you are you wouldn't grow in a certain way And so, you know, at least the older I get, the more I can go back and say, oh, those things that I thought were terrible, oh, my gosh, really and truly, they led me to something else.
0: Exactly. And it may not have been the original path that we wanted to be on. It may have been um, distractions. It may have been parental influence. It may have been boyfriends, girlfriends at the time. It may have been the times. I mean, I grew up in the 60s, so it was a turbulent time. And... um, things were you know we we came into um the drug revolution, the sex revolution, and we had the um racial things going on. I mean, everything that was going on in time was exploding after Kennedy died. So just as a society, we were changing. But a lot of people didn't quite stay with the group consciousness that was taking place. And we got very overwhelmed with greed by the time we were up in our um, in the 80s and 90s. And now, in the 21st century, people are, okay, we've had the market fall. A lot of these things have changed so that people can get back to basics again. And it all it, it, it's like the evolution of time since Shakespeare was writing, where it was all about the spiritual stuff, and then life took over for millions you know I mean hundreds of years, and there's still a bunch of us that have this quest of in this thirst there has got to be more than just working there's got to be more than the corporate world there's got to be more than this, and there is, and it's ourselves, and we're the last to look at ourselves, you know, go do a drug, go act out, go do this, anything but the real feelings And yet that's the real journey And that's what we learn on this, on this plane And we, people like you and me are here to teach people To enlighten and, and awaken That it's okay to be who they are
1: Yes, and that is exactly what we all want to be Well, we are just about out of time So I want to give you time to
0: tell the name of your book And give your website again and... The name of the book, Mari, is Chop Liver for the Family Spirit There's 52 stories in there A couple of celebrities, including myself and people can find the book at LindaSalvin, L-I-N-D-A-S-A-L-V-I-N.com. Okay, terrific, and we will have you back again. Keep up
1: the great work, and thank you for letting me know about Rado. That was very sweet of you.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. All right, have
1: a great day. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join me every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on KUCI, and visit our website at conflicthealing.com where you can see our upcoming guests, download podcasts, listen to archived interviews, and tell us what's important to you about healing conflict in your life and in the world. Thank you. Bye.
0: It's about trust. Yeah, yeah. It's about faith. It's about trust. in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.
1: Hi, I'm Mari Frank, host of Privacy Piracy, which airs every Monday morning at 8 a.m. right here on KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine, and KUCI.org on the net. I'm also so pleased to present the weekly segment of Orange County Sheriff News and Safety Tips, and today we are welcoming Deputy Gary Knudsen, who has been with the Sheriff's Department for 18 years, and he's currently assigned to North Operations Division as a patrol narcotics canine handler, and he's been a canine handler for approximately 10 years. Wow, that's exciting, Gary. Why don't you uh, tell us how does the Orange County Sheriff's Department use the police dogs in the K9 unit?
0: Well, the Sheriff's Department primarily uses the police uh, service dog as a locating tool. So the police service dogs are assigned uh, out to the patrol canine unit, are trained to locate illegal drugs, evidence, and hidden suspects. Because of their superior sense of smell, they can find these items quicker than a person physically searching for them. Also when using a canine to search for a suspect, the dog often alerts to the, cer- alerts the search team to the suspect's location prior to them entering the threat area. This usually leads to the suspect surrendering and therefore decreasing the need for use of force. In the event the suspect is uncooperative, the canine can be used as a non-lethal force option to assist the deputies in the, taking the suspect into custody.
1: It sounds like a much safer way to go. And and he's your teammate, right? He's your buddy. Yes, yes. That, that is wonderful. Well, we'll have you back again to tell us more about what, some upcoming events. So thank you so much for joining us, Gary. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.